Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Sunday, May 28th, 2023. Let's talk about Chris Billum Smith's. We'll call him C- his victory over Lawrence O'Coley. CBS is now the WBO Cruiserweight Champion. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, let me just say these two fighters had history. They had sparred together. They knew each other personally, right? Okole understood. I believe he has an inherent understanding that CBS is more popular than he is in parts of the UK. So Okole agreed to fight CBS in CBS's backyard. Now I'm guessing just looking at the skill levels, right? The fact that Okole does have one of the best jabs in the sport. I'm guessing in the gym, Okole was alpha. Right? I'm guessing Akoli thought that this was going to be an easy walkthrough fight for him against a fighter he knew. CBS has a lot of heart, but he doesn't have Akoli's jab. Quite frankly, he doesn't have Akoli's right hand. Right now, let me just say this. First, I know Akoli wants to have a rematch. Player be careful what you wish for. I don't think that's a good idea. Let's be clear here. You could be alpha. You could be the guy everyone at the gym looks at and thinks is going to be a superstar, right? But the world changes when you get knocked down multiple times by beta, doesn't it? Right? Both men now know. In fact, both men have a different dynamic. Both men know that CBS, that left hook, can drop a Coley. Right? Let me make a few points here, too. Disagree with me, please, in the comment section of this video if you disagree. I still find a Coley to be a compelling talent. I'm still expecting big things from Okoli. I'm not that thrown by the knockdowns. Understand, two of the best heavyweights I have seen, and I understand this is a cruiserweight fight, but two of the best heavyweights I have seen over the last 50 years, right? Both got knocked down multiple times, right? Larry Holmes, if you recall, he gets knocked down by Ernie Shavers. He gets knocked down by Ronaldo Snipes. Right? At least knocked down in at least those two fights, possibly others. Tyson Fury, of course, has been knocked down by Steve Cunningham and knocked down in multiple fights by Deontay Wilder, as well as knocked down in another fight. Right? Knockdowns happen, folks. Uh, if any of us get hit right on the chin, right? Especially if we're off balance and Akoli was a bit disjointed, you can get knocked down. Right? The scary thing with the Okoli fight for me isn't the knockdown, or at least the first knockdown, and that's really the big moment in the fight, 
For those looking for it, I have a film of that first knockdown in my favorites folder here. No, the disturbing thing with the Coley is the degree to which he was hurt. I mean, folks, understand, I think clinching's part of the game, but not clinching like this, right? Okoli goes down. It's a very good left hook. Okoli leaves his left hand extended, right? It's clear that Okoli thought CBS was going to be at 12 o'clock. CBS actually shifted and was at 2 o'clock, comes in, and Okoli was defenseless. In other words, he keeps his jab lingering out there, doesn't pull it back. Let's remember, he has Tyson Fury's trainer, Sugar Hill, the perfect trainer for him, by the way, right? You might recall in that Wilder Fury rematch, Fury's measuring Wilder, keeping his hand out to make sure he was too far away from Wilder. Well, let's just say that didn't work with Akoli because Akoli was just too lackadaisical. Akoli sticks his hand out, isn't moving fast, doesn't have a hand parked on the side of his head to avoid whatever is coming back. When CBS just goes to 2 o'clock, just moves to the side of Akoli's outstretched Pathfinder hand, he finds Akoli completely naked. Akoli's not even protecting his jaw. He gets hit right in the face, goes down. Now, when he gets up, Okoli has one of these faces where he always looks like he's in control. Folks, that's a front. We know it's a front now. He was badly hurt in that fourth round. Then had to come in and try to grab CBS, who knew Okoli to the point where as Akoli came forward, CBS went backward, right? CBS knew he was going to be coming forward. CBS knew where Akoli was going to be before Akoli did. And Akoli, let's just say it was a little bit shocking that a guy with this level of jab didn't know how to stay outside while clearing his head. Instead, he comes in and he's trying to hold, forget winning the round. Akoli's not throwing enough punches to win the round. He's just coming in. He's holding. He's trying desperately to clear his head. I get the feeling Akoli was badly hurt in a few rounds. Let's remember he goes down other times in this fight. So let me make a suggestion, right? And I understand Eddie Hearn's on record as saying Akoli's been receiving bad advice, and yada, yada, yada. I understand some people are criticizing Akoli for changing his trainer. He was there with Shane McGuigan uh, after the fight. They were palling it up, right? Of course, he had Sugar Hill in his corner. Let me just say, Sugar Hill is the perfect person for a guy with a great jab. Understand, Sugar Hill is a disciple of Emmanuel Stewart. Right, Emmanuel Stewart, of course, knew how to deal with guys with a great jab. Lennox Lewis, Vladimir Klitschko, Thomas Hearns, right? And, of course, the guy with the jab would soften you up and then come across with a right hand a few rounds into the fight, right? The opponent would have nowhere to go because that jab is supposed to keep you outside. 
right? I think Akoli has a great trainer. I still believe in Akoli's jab. If I'm Lawrence Akoli, if there's one takeaway from this video, Akoli, who's 6'5 and is fighting at cruiserweight, needs to ask himself whether the weight loss is actually hurting his punch resistance. I mean, look at the films of CBS. Folks, CBS doesn't hit that hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has a good punch every now and then, but this isn't Mike Tyson. This isn't the kind of guy who should have an opponent so badly hurt off that left hook in the fourth round that the opponent then starts to clinch heavily like Lawrence Acoli did. Right? Let me also say, too, you had 15,000 people, again, 15,000 people in the stands for this fight. It was a CBS crowd in CBS's backyard. Acoli understands he doesn't have the drawing power himself to pull 15,000 people. So he's talking about fighting CBS in CBS's backyard again, right? I'm just telling you the scoring changes when you lose your title. In other words, just imagine Dave Moretti, the judge whose card is being heavily scrutinized from the Lomachenko-Haney fight. Just imagine him watching the fight where CBS is the champ, not Lawrence Acoli. That means if you're one of these people who believes you have to beat the champ to take his title, you have to beat the champ in a clear way to win the round, right? I'm just telling you here that Acoli, who seems to think he can coast against CBS, might find himself down again. And this fight went the distance but down heavily even without knockdowns against this opponent, right? I want Akoli to just consider the fact that the heavyweight division beckons. You had a cruiserweight, Kevin Lorena, who just knocked down Daniel Dubois, right? And Dubois is in a title fight against a cruiser, Alexander Usyk, right? Who beat Anthony Joshua not once, but twice. Heavyweights age more slowly, but I need for Lawrence Okoli to consider the fact that, you know, you have some older heavyweights out there, right? Luis Ortiz, older. Tough matchup because Ortiz is a southpaw and he's a master. Much harder opponent, in my opinion, than CBS, right? You have Zhili Zhang, who's around 40. Right? There again, much tougher opponent, slick, southpaw, heavy puncher, heavier punch than Lawrence Acoli. But I want Acoli to just think about what happens if he were to fight, let's say, Joe Joyce. Right? Joe isn't gifted with a fluid moving head. Right? Joe's in his late 30s. Joyce would be in front of him. The question would be whether Akoli could take his power while setting up his jab and while keeping Joe outside, right? 
I think Acoli is competitive against Dubois, for crying out loud. Folks, the cruiserweight I'm talking about actually dropped Dubois early in that fight, first round. Right? Dubois was having all kinds of problems. Right? Dubois, by the way, has one of the lesser heavyweight titles. Right? So I believe that Acoli, who has skills, has an excellent jab, is new with his trainer. Those two guys just have to work together a little bit better. Let me just say, too, that Akoli, uh, when you have a great jab, you need to allow people to see your work, right? You can't be running into the guy to hold the guy. When you have a great jab, you need to let the jab flow, right? Also, and this goes without saying, you need to think about defense. If your opponent knows you, and is a boxer-type guy, as opposed to a Deontay Wilder who's staying outside and who's just trying to get an opening for a straight right hand. If the guy actually moves and, you know, is there prepared to have an exchange with you, like CBS was, you need to think about defense, right? I lost on this fight. I was expecting a Coley to dominate. I was surprised, very surprised, by CBS's footwork. That fourth round KO, folks, CBS leaves his post, right? Goes to his left, moves past the Coley's outreached hand, and then has it timed where a Coley who's in an awkward position. It's just dead meat for that left hook. Also, understand, as Akoli's coming forward to try to grab him, CBS is moving backward, making it clear to everyone that Akoli is the one initiating the contact. Right? I thought Akoli, how do you put it, didn't throw his jab enough, got away from the jab because he was badly hurt, Right then tried to grab CBS and did so in such a way where if you didn't know he was badly hurt and you saw the excessive holding, you understood he was badly hurt. What I want Lawrence Acoli to also do is to look at the film of Larry Holmes against Ernie Shavers when Ernie Shavers knocks Larry down. Right? It's clear, by the way. It's clear to me at least, that Larry Holmes did not know where he was. It's one of the closest Larry came to losing his title. Larry gets off the canvas. Larry doesn't know where he is. In front of him is one of the hardest punchers of the 1970s. Right? That was Ernie Shavers' reputation. Ernie comes forward Larry doesn't come inside and try to wrestle with Ernie Shavers. No, Larry goes backward. He has the jab. Shavers is coming to him. Now, in fairness, Larry had a mobile jab. In other words, Larry could get up on the balls of his feet and move. As I said, 
He's one of the best heavyweights I've ever seen. Right? Larry could move. Okole can't move like Larry Holmes. But my point to you is simply, when Okole was badly hurt with this level of jab, he should have gone backwards, not forwards. Right? He should have dared CBS to come forward. He should have been throwing that jab, timing it so he had a moat around him. Right? He should have gotten back to boxing and defense. He wouldn't even have to think about his right hand. Folks, with this level of jab, Lawrence Acoli could have worked from distance, shown us the jab, kept CBS outside while he cleared his head. Instead, let's use the P word. Instead, he panicked. He got dropped. He has a face where he looks like he's in control. He's not in control. He was badly hurt. He's a punch away from being stopped in the fourth, right? He's knocked down already. When he gets off the canvas, had he been hit flush by CBS, that fight would have been over. So he comes in, he's holding CBS. CBS is backing away, trying to get space, right? Acoli's coming up, he's grabbing him, ends up getting uh, warned and then points deducted. Uh, he lost this fight. I hope his corner talks to him. You know, I'm expecting Joe Joyce to lose the Zhili Zhang rematch. Anthony Joshua just lost the Alexander Usyk rematch, right? I don't believe this was a lucky knockdown because CBS is too cool with it, right? Just literally pivots to his uh, left, steps up, knows exactly what punch he wants to throw, knew Akoli in that position was defenseless. You have familiarity, you have a dominant performance. They know that the place to get the big gate is in CBS's uh, backyard, right? If I'm a Coley, I think twice here, right? Joshua, after he lost to Alexander Usyk, would have been better off, quite frankly, fighting somebody else, don't you think? Fighting Wilder or fighting... You know, just somebody else who wasn't as mobile, wasn't as slick, wasn't a southpaw like Usyk was, who he didn't have bad memories of, right? Because the last round of the first Usyk fight is brutal for Joshua. He's getting cuffed around, right? If I'm a Coley, those are the things I think about. I thought Joe Joyce was going to let... Zhili Zhang fight Tyson Fury with an understanding that Joyce would get a shot at the winner down the road or, you know, would still be in line or would still be highly thought of. We could have looked at that Zhang, Joe Joyce fight as a one-off, a bad night. 
right? Uh, people don't seem to realize that was a methodical beating. They want to believe that Joe Joyce's eye just blew up on its own. Okay, fine, you know. But understand, now Joyce is going to leave no doubt, in my opinion, that Zhang is the better fighter, right? Akoli, if he fights CBS a second time, and loses, and understand how bad it could be, folks. He's down multiple times in this fight. Right? Um, where does that leave him? Don't you think he'd be better off fighting somebody else? Even fighting a tune-up fight. Now, you and I know there's no such thing in boxing as a tune-up, as we're finding out here. Right? Right? Uh, Fighters can lose on any given night. But Akoli needs to sync with his trainer. Right? That relationship is new, isn't it? Right? Don't you think Akoli needs a little bit of a break before the next fight with CBS? Right now, that's if he sticks around Cruiser. I got to tell you, if I were in his corner and I see the guy with the poker face as shell-shocked as he was in this fight, I would say, hey, player, why don't we gain some weight? I would go one step further. I would say, look, you understand, don't you, that Rocky Marciano, who knocked Joe Lewis out of the ring, fought many of his heavyweight fights at 190 or less. Right. Not only that, Rocky Marciano fights Joe Lewis, the toughest opponent Marciano had. In fact, the two toughest, Roland Lestarza, right? The first fight is a split decision. The second fight goes at least 10 rounds, right? And Ezra Charles, right? The first fight, Charles becomes the only guy during Marciano's reign to go the distance against him. Right? The second fight, that's the Marciano split nose with the ref telling him, you've got to end it this round or I'm stopping the fight. And then Marciano ends it that round. Right? Just understand, the big guys Marciano fought weren't his toughest opponents. Right? Okole is taller than Sonny Liston. Okole has reach. He has a great jab. There is an opening right now in the heavyweight division, right? Tyson Fury, let's face it, he's not fighting anybody. He is one foot in retirement, right? Let's face it, Deontay Wilder is picking his spots. He already held the belt for five years, right? He's the guy who doesn't have to take the next fight. He can say, hey, hey, I'm going to wait a little bit. You're going to have to show me the payday, show me the venue, then I'll sign the dotted line. Right? The heavyweight division right now, folks, it's in transition. If you're Lawrence Acoli, don't you think that that's where the big money is? Right? You fight your stablemate again and you get beaten, folks, that's confirmation. What is it about this fight that led Okole to think that if they run it back, he's going to be victorious? Right? CBS 
knows him. Akoli needs to understand that CBS, out of the two of them, is the loved fighter. Right? If I'm Akoli, I would consider, you know, I would talk with Sugar Hill, right? Sugar Hill, hell, he was in heavyweight champion Tyson Fury's corner for title fights. He knows the heavyweight division. I would talk with Sugar Hill and I'd say, hey, player, what do you think I should do? I'm not saying dive into the heavyweight division and take on Martin Bacoli. I'm not saying jump in the deep end, right? But what I am saying is, hey, against certain heavyweights, Bacoli's going to have distinct advantages. He has boxing skills. As I said in the pre-fight video, in my opinion, he's more at risk in the cruiserweight division than he is the heavyweight division. Just close your eyes for a second and ask yourself, who has given Alexander Usyk his toughest fight as a pro? I would argue that it's Maris Breedis at cruiser. Not any of the heavyweights he's fought. Right? Think it through. I thought Akoli fought a guy who knew him well. I still think Akoli is more skilled than CBS, but now there's a mental part. Right? Now you're dealing with one guy winning by multiple knockdowns in a fight where Alpha going in had to hold on to him. Right? That dynamic has changed. I would walk away from that dynamic. I would say, hey, God bless CBS. Uh, player, good luck defending the title. Uh, represent the UK. I would say I had my day as a WBO champion. I'm 6'5". I should fight above 200 pounds. Right? That's what I would say. Fight Jermaine Franklin. Right? Take, take a shot at it. Keep in mind, too, for boxing purists, there's something called the bridger weight between cruiser and the heavyweight division. Right? Now, if I'm Okole, I would skip over the bridger weight division, but Okole, if he wants to be incremental, he can try his luck at bridger weight. Right? But it seemed to me his punch resistance in this fight was off. Right? After that first knockdown, he never gets back in the fight. Right? Never. Right? His punch resistance was off here. Right? That's the big concern. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. I congratulate CBS the new WBO cruiserweight champion. Obviously, he was a determined guy, and he was prepared to pivot, use footwork, to jump inside, get past Akoli's lazy-for-this-fight jab, right, where he's throwing it, then he's leaving it out there, then he's just sticking it out there, right, just practically daring a guy to step around it and throw at him. That's the fight I saw. Let me hear about the fight you saw in the comment section of this YouTube video. Let me say this too. 
Now that this fight has caused such a hubbub, Ifakoli just needs to scratch this itch, right? He lost to the man. He needs to get the man back, right? If this is Ray Leonard after losing to Roberto Duran, right? Don't have the rematch in CBS's backyard, right? This fight's all over the paper. Have it at Wembley, right? <laughs> if, if, if there's some dispute over where to have the fight, have it in a neutral location. Understand the world has changed because of this outcome. Right? You go back to where this fight was fought, and I'm just telling you, the scoring might get away from you even if you stay upright. I look forward to your thoughts. I hope you leave them in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.